0: welcome to the raptor queens podcast the first woman led raptors podcast and i'm your host for today essie magic and i'm so excited to be here because i haven't been on for like two weeks so i'm excited to be back on the show and i'm joined today by my fabulous co-host sonali sharma how are you i'm great essie welcome back we missed you i missed
1: you guys too and allison hope how are you doing? Hi, Essie. All's well here. We're happy to see your face again. Yeah,
0: I'm happy to be back. So yeah, we have some really good topics today, too. So things are going to get quite juicy. Um, So just to take you through what we have planned for today, there's lots happening in Raptorland because they headed to Orlando early. So there's so much to talk about our raptors specifically. We're reminded by how many amazing players we have and so what a perfect time to speak about playoff rotations specifically Terrence Davis II who he did mention how he's keen on getting playoff minutes and we know how deep we are so we definitely want to go through playoff minutes and who we think should you know get more minutes and who should kind of get the cut as bad as that sounds Now we're going to go into some tea time, where Sonali is going to take us through her usual amazing tea, spill the tea. Um, And then around the league, there are some really interesting topics. Players are pissed about the restrictions on jersey messaging. So we're going to go into that and talk about whether we think they're justified or not justified. And then we're gonna get into all these players who are now having to sit out uh, for, uh, in Orlando. Some due to the virus, some to personal reasons, some who have now decided to officially opt in. So we're gonna get into that as well. So to start, let's start with our amazing Raptors. Ladies, let's talk about playoff minutes. Out of our, our, our uh, players, our bench players, who do you think, is guaranteed to get minutes or who of the players who are guaranteed to get minutes and who do you think should be cut? We'll
1: start with Allison. So guaranteed to get minutes, uh, obviously Serge and Fred and Norm and Rondé Hollis Jefferson and probably Chris Boucher. Um, I think Think, uh, I kind of wondered, as I was doing some reading before we started, I, I firmly believe that we're going to get our first glimpse of Paul Watson Jr. in the scrimmage games that will be played on the 24th, 26th, and 28th. He's hopefully our next uh, gem, our next undrafted gem. So I'm, And I fully believe that we're going to see the entire roster 15 or 17 deep um, in the scrimmage games. So I don't think we'll be seeing Malcolm Miller and I don't think we'll be seeing O'Shea Brissett and I don't think we'll be seeing Paul Watson Jr. in the playoffs.
0: Got it. So you mean Paul Watson more for like the scrimmage and the practice, but then once the actual playoffs start, it's like you're at the back of the bench.
1: (laughs) Yes, Um, exactly.
2: What about you Sonali? What do you think? So... I'm actually going to disagree with Allison about O'Shea Brissett. I think we're actually going to see, um, some of O'Shea in the players, the playoff rotations. Um, from what I understand and what I've been reading is that O'Shea has been working very hard. Um, he's had sort of, I guess even personal circumstances. I think his daughter was born on May 28th, two days after my birthday. Um, and, uh, he I think the pandemic sort of gave him that there's a bit of a fire and I can see even through all his social media posts he's been sort of showing how hard he's been working. And so I think we're gonna see O'Shea. Um I also think, you know, obviously I'm not going with the the um the sort of standards that you've already you've already mentioned. I know we're gonna see Kyle and Fred and um, Pascal and Mark and um, and Serge and Norman and OG as well too. Uh, but I think Matt Thomas is, is going to be seen in the rotation as well because one of the things prior to um, when Rudy Gobert <laughs> gave Corona to the league, um, we saw Matt Thomas really sort of coming out with his three-pointers and I think... And I've been hearing some rumblings that he's really taken this time to perfect his sort of um, three-point shot. So I don't know. I think a lot of these bench players, because um, of our sort of unhealthy roster that we had pre-COVID, I'm excited to see what's going to come out of this. And and obviously Nick is going to have some creative – um stuff cooking for us. and the other the other person I sort of f- forgot to touch on, my favorite, Chris Boucher. and I know um, uh, most of our listeners have probably seen that he's sort of gone from slim duck to bulk duck these days. He's gained fifteen pounds in like a very uh, healthy uh, and obviously um, sort of. You know, driven way to like get his body ready for playoffs. So I think this is his time to shine. And I think we're definitely going to see Chris Boucher in that rotation as well, too, during the playoffs.
0: So maybe I'm the more pessimistic one in this case, (laughs) but I see like at least to start the playoffs. And by start, I don't mean the starters literally, I mean like the time of playoffs starting. I think that like, so many people are just going to be sit like they won't get any minutes unless things are going wrong like for example if you know how things slow down in the playoffs and there's a lot more half court offense and we all know that you know pat McCaw is not that great on offense i could see that being an opportunity where mignor is like finally i'm just going to listen to what other people say i'm just joking he's never gonna he does his own thing but anyway okay. <laughs> But you know how everyone's always like, oh, he has something special, you know, for some reason he loves uh, Pat McCaw. But I feel like that could be a reason, like, it has to be something going wrong for us to see, you know, Chris Boucher play. Or Ron Day Hollis Jefferson specifically, like, I feel like he's known for his defense. And I could see him being used specifically you know, in end-of-quarter situations or just specifically on the start player when OG's on the bench, okay, let uh, Ronde Hollis Jefferson take their the start, whoever it is, you know what I mean? Um, so I could see Ronde Hollis Jefferson still getting minutes based on defense. And because the game slows down, I think the obvious ones, we know Norm is going to get minutes, Serge is going to get minutes. Um, Terrence Davis, I think, will get minutes so long as Pat McCaw plays poorly, which we can probably depend on him to play poorly. (laughs) So I think that Terrence Davis will get some minutes. He will get his feet wet in his rookie season in the playoffs. And then I think, unfortunately, Chris Boucher, as much as I would love for him to play, I just think about when there was a time in the season when suddenly Chris Boucher was going games without playing at all. Mm -hmm. when players started coming fa- back from injury and Nick Nurse put him right back in the bench. And for some reason, I feel like that's what's going to happen again. Cause like between Serge and uh Mark, they're going to take whoever, you know, if we happen to be playing the Sixers, obviously Chris Boucher can't play in that situation unless I just don't, I don't know. I, I don't think he'll be able to take Jawan Bede and, and even, If we put the Bucks, right, I don't think that Crispy Shade can
2: handle the Bucks. Even the 15-pound larger Chris Boucher? <laughs> even even Big Duck? <laughs> I don't think. I don't know. I always think of Chris Boucher in that stellar game that he had with the Lakers. Um, was it right before Christmas, I think, where he just had this incredible performance against the Lakers? I'm like, yeah. just channel that, Boucher. <laughs> I
0: know. I still hold on to that as well. That was like... It was like near the beginning of the first major injury plague or whatever, <laughs> um, where he and, and Rondé, that was the first time we saw Rondé play like so good too also. But yeah, unfortunately, I think that Chris Boucher won't get minutes. I think that Matt Thomas won't won't get minutes either unless it's a last second situation. They'll put him in. Um, and who else is there? O'Shea Brissett, nope, on the bench. Malcolm Minner- Miller, nope, on the bench um am i forgetting anyone i think that's it yeah family johnson oh Oh, yeah yeah he's not gonna get any minutes either (laughs) um um, okay uh so what do you guys think though about the whole uh because you remember how before the the season got postponed, we were talking about the possibility of Serge actually starting in the playoffs because Mark was still coming from injury and Serge had that momentum and it just didn't seem right to go right into the playoffs with, with Mark suddenly coming back from injury. Now, though things have changed with all this time has passed, do you still think that Serge deserves a starting spot over Mark or do you think Mark should take it back as the rightful owner, I guess you can say? Allison, what do you think?
1: I a good question. I don't think it matters who starts and I wonder if they even care who starts. Like obviously when um, the series against Philly, when Nick Nurse decided to match up Gasol with Embiid full time, I mean, that was obviously a strategic matchup. And there are some situations with bigger centers where Gasol is going to be the obvious answer. But I really like the compliment that Serge brings. Um, he's he's not as fearsome a rim protector as he used to be, but he's really um, expanded his game on offense, and he's he's got a very reliable elbow jumper. He's got good hands at the rim. Um, he's got a beautiful pick and roll chemistry with Kyle Lowry. So he brings a lot that Mark doesn't, and he he has the the occasional three, and I did look up. He's hitting um his highest three point percentage in his entire career. So in in fact he was having a career year. And it was just kind of sad to see, you know, the pandemic, of course, for everyone, hit when it did, but when he was having such a good year. So I'm not sure it matters who starts, and I think it's gonna be matchup specific. Sonali, what do you think?
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I think I have to go with Allison on this one. I don't think it really I don't think it matters to either player, but I, I do agree with Allison that Serge is the more sort of versatile player out of out of Mark in him and um I guess we'll kind of see. I guess it'll be it, it will be matchup specific. So
1: But can I just add something too, like when you look at front courts like the Lakers with uh, Dwight Howard, Javal McGee and Anthony Davis, I mean, that's an immense front court. So, I mean, I think Mark would probably be the obvious answer there and with Embiid and Horford as well. So in in those cases.
0: I think that if we go by matchups, right? So in the first round, I don't think it matters. I think, I think Serge has proven himself and he could start in the first round, right? And then let's say we were to face Boston because that's the next bracket we would face. And everyone thinks Boston is better than us. So I'm just going to assume it's... <laughs> I'm just going to act like Boston's going to come out of Sixers versus... uh, Yeah, them versus the Sixers. If the Sixers stay in the same spot and they stay in the same spot. um, And Boston has a very small team. So... Mm-hmm. I think that Surge would do great against Boston. I think that it would be, he'd be faster as well. Um, they are smaller and faster. So I think against Boston, he'd be great. Then if we beat Boston, we would face Milwaukee. And Milwaukee, that's where it's like, oh, you know. Maybe the Lopez brothers. Yeah, it's like maybe we beat <laughs> now but then at the same time you can't just take it away from Serge after he's proven himself like I don't think that ever happens like if someone's proven themselves from the beginning of the playoffs it's like they hold on to it you know um that maybe it might be a situation if where you know sometimes like the seven minute mark of the first quarter the the next player comes in or something um where you know mark would then come in but that's where the only areas where I get a little worried is like if we face Milwaukee and if we're Fortunate enough to get to the finals. Yeah, facing uh <laughs> Anthony Davis and Javel McGee and Dwight Howard would be very interesting. So yeah. um then again though, if we face the Clippers, you know, I think Surge would be fine with the Clippers. You know what I mean? So um yeah, so I think I'm leaning on the more Surge side. I would prefer Surge be the starter. Um, if Sarah was here, she would think I'm being biased. But I actually think <laughs> based off his numbers and what we saw before the postponement of the league, I think that I would like to see Surge start. Um, just because for offense as well, you know, offense is an area where we might struggle in the playoffs because it becomes more half court. And I just think we need offense where we can get it because it's gonna be tougher. And I just think that Marcus offense is not you know, where it needs to be. And although he's amazing at defense and playmaking, I think, I don't think that's enough to make him start, um, at least in the earlier rounds. But anyway, that's my my take. Do any of you guys agree
1: or disagree with me? Uh, no, I definitely agree with you. Um, like, points are gonna be at a premium. And I mean, let's face it, all year, who was dropping 15, 20 points a game? It wasn't Marcus Hall when he was playing. So I completely see your point there.
0: Yeah, Serge's offense has just been so good. It's like the best it's been in his career. And yeah, I think we definitely will need that. So
2: yeah, I'm sorry, Mark. (laughs) And and sorry, Sarah. (laughs) You're not on here today. (laughs) I hope she hears that.
0: All right. So any final remarks about rotation? I feel like we're we're kind of in agreement there on that
1: one. Um did either of you see the um the media clip that TD did um discussing what he's been working on uh during the the layoff? That was that was actually pretty interesting and I think um like this, maybe less in the playoffs, but like in the, the preseason eight games, Nick Nurse is really going to be looking for the optimal fit for TD. And TD did say he was working on his pick and roll game. And I mean, I think he's already way ahead of where he, we thought he'd be as a catch and shoot option. And if he can get some kind of chemistry with, with Serge on the pick and roll, I mean, that would be a beautiful thing. And that would like unlock Serge's next level. So um, it's going to be interesting to see where where uh, Terrence Davis is with that, um, like in the preseason, for, for as far as I'm concerned. I
0: agree. I definitely want to see TD2 come in and just like completely annihilate all opponents. <laughs> or, or just, okay, that's harsh, but like break out of his shell because I just feel like, I just love his cool just everything about him, his personality, the things he's been saying, like, did you guys see how he said that he thought about applying for Canadian citizenship for his his son? Yeah,
2: Yeah, for his son,
0: yeah. Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. That feels like he wants to be here long term. Like, when someone says that, it's like, and then the whole thing about, I don't know, he got that terrible comment on Instagram. Um, from somebody telling him to stay in Canada, because he voiced his concerns about uh, the racial issues. Um, and his response was just so like, I don't know, I just love the guy. So I would love for him to break out in the playoffs and justify not playing Pat McCall anymore. <laughs> specifically. <laughs>
2: the way Um, we have no reports on Pat McCaw like where is he what is his body looking like we don't know anything about Pat right now
0: I did see one clip in this open gym clip of you can only see from his neck up though so he is at least existing in the camp (laughs) but that's about all we know we haven't seen him do any of those uh virtual press conferences either so yeah we don't know what his game is like right now. We have no idea it's like Pandora's box
1: he He may not be in heavy media demand though <laughs> You might as well have just Story. said no, no one wants to talk to him. That's how that came out <laughs> well i I think everyone's like way more interested in Kyle and I mean the new Marcus all right like <laughs>
0: oh gosh okay (laughs) um but yeah sonali anything you want to say about terrence davis
2: no love the guy i uh yeah i just think that he's sort of like yeah everything you guys said he's just there's nothing you 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 can i dislike about him and i'm excited to see where he goes yeah i agree Okay, I think
0: that's it for this topic. We are gonna go into tea time right now where Sonali is gonna take us through. Sonali, what tea are you sipping today?
1: Mm
2: always <laughs> sipping the COVID tea. Oh, <laughs> well, um so I mean there's a lot that's come out with the Raptors, uh lots of fun tweets. Um I there's some stuff about our favorite OG who uh, you know he's he's got his uh, there's always some jokes around OG and Serge's cute little relationship and the most recent thing I think um, OG was asked um, whether or not uh, he had picked up any new hobbies during uh, this pandemic and og seems to have become a michelin star chef during this time so he he's been cooking shrimp linguine according to josh Lewinberg, and working on his game and when asked what kind of music he was listening to he said with a very straight face i haven't listened to any music during the pandemic or quarantine um and <laughs> Serge, I guess, got a hold of this and Serge said, OG said he put me on cooking too. So I'm confused now. I guess OG put me on everything. (laughs) And if fans recall, there was this scarf rivalry after that um, AVEC class episode on um, Serge's sort of fashion um, series on Uninterrupted where OG claimed to have been a Serge's fashion guru and not the other way around. So it sounds like there's a new rivalry here as to who has been the better chef or master class chef here. And so, which sort of leads me to the question that maybe OG is also cooking for Chris Boucher now and is responsible for Chris's body. Uh <laughs> So I don't know if you guys have anything to add to that. But the sort of camaraderie and the sort of antics between Serge and OG are, are always um, interesting. Funny. And hopefully we get to see some of this happen during the playoffs as well, too.
0: I am curious which of the two would be the better cook, to be honest. Let, guys at home, let us know. Tweet us at Raptor Queens. Who do you think would be the better cook? Surge
2: or yeah. OG?
1: <laughs> I think it might depend how adventurous one would be.
0: <laughs> oh, you mean like if Surge like had something weird on the menu? Yes. Did. I'm not eating that. <laughs> yes,
1: yes, definitely. Hey, did you guys see the video of OG when they were asking him, I, I think it was about the cooking and how deadpan he was. Like, what are you cooking? Well, it depends what I want for dinner. Like, <laughs> he, He's just so droll and sardonic and deadpan. Like, he's just, like, I kind of think he's, like, kind of mocking of Serge in his own little way. I don't, I don't know.
2: I, you know what I think it is? I think it's his British sense of humor. Like, I think he's trolling. I think he's definitely trolling.
0: It might be the British sense of humor Yeah, that, you, that usually, you know, I feel like
2: Americans and Canadians don't get as well. (laughs) No offense. But I think because him and Serge, they have this sort of European, like, je ne sais quoi about them, about both of them, that that they sort of embody that kind of, that sense of humor. Whereas I kind of imagine that, like, if, like, Chris Boucher, or, you know, like, Matt Thomas, all these guys probably, it takes them a while to, like, understand what OG is even up to, because... It, it it's just his wit is just all in his sort of the way his body mannerisms are it's quite entertaining to watch
0: I really feel like he does it on purpose I feel like he knows exactly what I do doing too and totally rolling you know totally
2: and I think Norman Powell does it a little bit too to be honest with you
0: oh I don't think so I haven't seen Norm do anything <laughs> that's like even close to <laughs> am I missing something here <laughs> Do you know who I was thinking about? I was thinking about Kawhi. Mm. and that, You remember that interview where after the Raptors got blown out in uh, oh, Milwaukee? Yeah. And the guy, okay. he's like, so Kawhi, where do we go from here? And Kawhi's like, to Toronto for game three. <laughs> That's what that kind of reminds me of a little bit. Yeah, just very... Yeah. I felt like but with Kawhi, I felt like it was half trolling, half genuinely. That's just the answer that came to his head. <laughs> Whereas with
2: OG, I feel like it's all trolling. <laughs> so good. Um yeah, we'll see. <laughs> to be honest, I think that he's just he's one of those players that's been spending a lot of time playing 2K. <laughs> Uh, oh like- yeah so more tea what else has been happening uh a couple of cute videos uh, Sergi baka put up a tiktok video about it was all sort of post-quarantine shots of him um practicing and uh a lot of air balls and there was a bricks video as well too Uh, We see some more Giannis Giannis, um, content out there. The latest video was him at Five Guys with his wife and him running into the fast food joint in his wife's, I guess, size nine flip flops where he claims he wears size 17. Um, So it was quite a funny little skit that he did there. Um, and other updates include like that, that have been going on. I mean, we've been talking a lot about Kyrie Irving. He, um, apparently there's a one hour, um, television production that he has produced, um, on Brianna Taylor, um, titled hashtag say her name. It's an hour long program. That's going to examine, uh, police brutality in the United States, um, specifically as it uh, relates to black women. So that will be really interesting. And um, apparently the broadcast network is the Players TV broadcast network. Um, so wherever, if you have access to that, I don't know if Canadians will have access to that, but it sounds like it might be just something in the United States. Uh, and so it's going to be Kyrie Irving, uh, Common, and then the Democratic US Representative Iana Pressley from Massachusetts, um, journa- uh, journalist Jamil um hall uh, and one of the co-founders of the Black Lives Matter movement, alicia Garza. I hope I pronounced her name right there so yeah so so that's sort of that's sort of the tea um uh yeah, so that's about all for tea time, unless you ladies have any tea to drop spill um, don't drop the tea. <laughs>
0: Um, I will see, say it is nice to see Kyrie Irving actually taking some action mm-hmm. because a lot of times we we hear all talk and no action. So it's nice to see him actually doing something. I think that's cool. Um, some other things I've been wondering though is like we haven't seen Rondé Hollis Jefferson. Have you guys um, seen that? No. Seven. No, I haven't seen much about Chap. Yeah, so I kind of worry about him. I know we've been reassured about about Kyle Lowry, because I know a lot of people were wondering where Kyle Lowry was. And then Josh Lewinberg confirmed he works out super early in the morning. And that's why none of us have seen him. But I'm concerned about Rondé. And I'm concerned about Duan Hernandez as well. Yeah, because he's from Florida. He that's where he was for the whole quarantine. And so, and then we haven't seen him at all, so I hope he's okay, because he hasn't been seen in any, like, practices
2: or anything, has he? Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Allison.
1: Um, No, I I see, I was thinking about him the other day, because he had that really significant ankle injury, Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, like, he's just kind of gone off the map and it's funny everyone worrying about where Kyle was like I think as soon as that picture of him came out um at the protest in Philly like that guy is locked and loaded he is ready like in my mind there was no worry about Kyle not being visible he's there to win
0: yeah I think people were like I think I think he's definitely like ready in terms of like what he's been training but like I saw people worrying like that like he has the virus like people thought oh why isn't he there is it because he got tested and got positive or something and so that's kind of the the that's what I've been hearing in terms of people being worried about Kyle like oh did he get the virus and like any players that haven't been seen because you know when if you get it you you have to quarantine yeah you don't go to the practices and stuff and he also didn't even do he didn't even do the um uh, the virtual Zoom uh, mm. conferences, but thankfully we've been reassured by Josh Lewinberg that he has actually been practicing every
2: morning. So I think he's okay.
1: Yeah, but- I just figured that was Raptors fans' insecurities once again.
2: <laughs> I think so. I think so too. Honestly, Allison. I mean, I just, as we were talking, I was looking at Chaps, um, Ronda Hollis Jefferson's um, Instagram. He's very active. He's been boxing. His body looks like he's very fit. I think he's just spending a lot of time with his son, to be honest with you. I think these players are taking a lot of time, especially the ones that have children, to just um, really take the time to spend with their families. Yeah, You mean before the camp? Uh, Before the camp, yes. Okay. I was talking about the bubble. I was talking about, like, not the the raptor bubble. Sorry. Sorry. And Adam Silver doesn't want to call it the bubble. He wants to call it the campus, guys. (laughs) Not a bubble.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, um, because people didn't see him at this this pre-Orlando Raptors camp uh, specifically. But anyway, I think all the players are fine because I feel like we would have heard something if one of them got it or something. So
1: crossing so crossing
0: my fingers, that means they're all okay um so yeah i think that's it for tea time shall we get into some around the league absolutely all right so something that is going on right now is the disappointment from players about the jerseys um originally it was announced that players would be able to put a message of their choice on the back of their jersey it could be for you know police brutality. It could be about any sort of message that they're, you know, concerned about or they want to get the message out. Um, And then it was announced uh, that it was actually going to be pre-approved messages. (laughs) And it wasn't going to be, you know, I think what they thought. Um, And some players have come out flat out and just said that they're upset. Mike Scott specifically, he called it terrible. He said, bad list, bad choice. Jalen Brown came out and said he finds it very disappointing. Um, so, yeah, what do you guys think? Uh, I believe there's 28 approved messages. Do you think that they're they're justified in, you know, being upset with this? Or do you think that it's, you know, a great opportunity and they should be happy that they have those 28 messages? We'll start with Sonali on this one.
2: Uh, yeah, so, I mean this sort of just came out today. So I haven't had a full um, opportunity to look at the 28 different messages, but I mean, my understanding is that there was like quite a bit of a negotiation between the actual NBA and the players association um, with crafting the sort of coming up with the 28 statement options. Um, So I don't want to I definitely am not in a position to say, oh, they should just be happy with this. I mean, I'm happy that I think this is a great opportunity for um, for these messages to be out there. But I also, I've always, like, I, I've, been, I, even last, last time we were on the podcast, I was wondering sort of what, um, you know, for example, like, are the Lakers, like, I'm sure LeBron is going to have something that's going to be very personal to him, but then is everybody else going to have a similar statement to LeBron? Like it's, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this is, but I kind of like, I understand what Michael, I, I understand what mike Scott. got. I, I see his position. Um, I mean, it'll take a couple of days to sort of percolate on what, what this actually means. I mean, the other thing to th- consider is that like, I don't know, like if you guys heard that, I guess the first four games the players will have um, just the statements on the back of their jerseys. And I think after that they have to put the the statement on the top and then have their names visible on the back. So I don't know what the logistics around that are going to look like because I think they have to have their names on the back of their jerseys in order for reporters to uh, media to be able to say their names um, and that sort of thing. So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah, I I think that's sort of where I'm at, but it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next little while with, um, I mean, there's a, there's some players that have already uh, sort of confirmed what statements they are going to have. And I know like Rudy Gobert, he's going to have um, equality on his, on the back side of his of his jersey and CJ McCollum's education reform. So yeah, I don't know how they came up with all of these statements, but it seems like there was a lot of work that went into this. So
0: in terms of the changing after four weeks thing, I did hear something like that too, that after four weeks, but I but I had heard that they get to change their message or something. I didn't hear about the name thing. So I'll have to look into that. So that's a good hmm. But Allison, let's hear what you think about this topic.
1: It's a little bit concerning that there's dissent from the players. And it just makes me wonder if um, there's a little bit of dissonance between the um, NBA PA and Mm. the actual constituency. Because, I mean, you know, I think the Players Association should have their finger on the pulse of what the players want. And it's kind of... Jarring to think that their wishes weren't taken into account. Like if we're supposed to be in an era of listening, um, this is kind of tone deaf. Um, that that's my take.
2: yeah, and i and I wonder because like, as you were talking else, and I was also thinking about, you know, sort of messages around defunding police and that kind of thing. I think that has a lot to do with this as well, too. I think some of the messages may be sort of watered down and sort of um a bit more sort of yeah just playing lip service um and and that's that's kind of scary if that
1: like i would be very
2: disheartened if that that is the case mm mm-hmm. mhm
1: mhm definitely i mean then what's the what's the point then like uh, it's it's too bad each player couldn't submit like um say a, a list of four ideas and the league could pick one of them and that way there could be like um you know, direct input. And certainly that shouldn't, that wouldn't be hard to do. I wouldn't think.
0: I I definitely understand them being disappointed because I also thought that each player, like when they first announced it, I also thought that each player would be able to propose their own choice for their jersey. Like not like a pre-approved, like their own thing that they wanted to say. Obviously, so long as it's not, Swearing or profanity or loot or any of those things hate speech or any of the usual things that are banned I thought that they would get to propose Whatever they wanted, you know what I mean Um, so I was I was disappointed too when I saw that it had to be like a pre-approved list I was like like not pre-approved but like a list for them to choose from where they couldn't propose their own thing individually I definitely thought that was a little bit suspect too. I was like, oh, there's a catch you're gonna let us say something but it's your controlled list you know what I mean so I could definitely see the disappointment there I, fe- I feel like it has something to do with like you know sponsors or money or something like that or you know because if a player has a certain message on his back and that team sponsor is um you know for example who's the who's the Raptors sponsor on the front of their jersey is it Sun Life? Sun Life. Yep. Yeah, it's like this, you know. It might be reflection of that that like people might think it's associated with that sponsor or, or whichever. So I, I, it's probably something to do with sponsors, um, mm. and also to just not and want wanting to control uh, the messaging in that there's no really far out there message that you know the league is concerned about and you know in terms of the reputation of the league. So I feel like it's a mixture of sponsorship
2: and league control, but yeah. yeah I, So, I mean, I I just have the, I have a list of the approved statements. So if you want, I'll just quickly sort of whiz through them so that the listeners can have sort of, you know, we all have an idea of what they are. So Black Lives Matter, say their names, vote, I can't breathe, justice, peace, equality, freedom, enough, power to the people, justice now, say her name, si, si, puede, liberation, see us hear us, respect us, love us, listen, listen to us, stand up, ally, anti-racist, I am a man, speak up, how many more, group economics, education reform, and mentor.
0: Yeah, I just feel like that is, it's all like the general messages. Mm -hmm. Like, somebody i guarantee you at least one of the players wanted to put defund the police <laughs> on there. oh for and sure and it's not a choice <laughs> so i can see like i can totally see why they would be disappointed that they can't literally pick their own choice you know absolutely and i feel like some of them might have wanted to choose something that was just specific to them like maybe they have a friend yeah, like- a personal friend who, you know, was a victim of of something that they want to put, you know what I mean? So I can see why that they would be disappointed.
1: And and honestly, the rebel in me, when someone tells me to do something, I I think I have oppositional defiance disorder, because that's probably the last thing I'm going to do then, or I'm going to do it very grudgingly. So I completely get where the players are coming from, like to be told, this is what you can use that's that's kind of insulting
0: yeah definitely for sure i I do want to see more of your rebellious side though allison
1: (laughs) now i have a huge i have a huge speeding ticket portfolio so we probably not we shouldn't go any further with this
2: oh wow on the the next episode
0: (laughs) The Adventures of Alice in the Rebel. No. no. <laughs> all right. So that is our first around the league topic. We have one more. We do want to touch base on all of the players who are unfortunately going to sit out. We just found out today that Bradley Beal is choosing to sit out due to a shoulder injury, which... about you i think that one's a little fishy to me (laughs) um some other news unfortunately spencer dinwiddie has is gonna have to sit out his is is definitely understandable we also heard about dwight howard opting into play or officially announcing that he's opting into play um, as well as uh, some other players like tureen prince not being able to play and just pretty much the brooklyn nets are just losing people left right and center so, ladies, uh, <laughs> just, Sonali's laughing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, what do you guys think about, you know, all these revelations, all these, these things that are happening, players having to sit out, players having to, you know, or players deciding to stay in. first, let's talk about Bradley Beal, though, because that's the one that I found out today that I'm like a little suspect of, on. What do you think of that?
2: the depletion of the east um, <laughs> yeah i uh i agree i was a bit suspect to me what i find fascinating is that he's going to be he's in or he's in orlando oh yeah i heard about yeah. that he's going to travel with the team yeah. he's going to travel with them and he's going to be one of the whatever 35 people or whatever is sort of um sanctioned i don't know why i said sanctioned but um yeah i think it's just he's looking at it from a sort of a benefit like he's he's being quite selfish in this situation and the team is too so
0: yeah it's kind of like having your cake and eat it too because now yeah. he's still gonna get paid isn't he Even yeah he's not playing.
2: yeah and isn't D- davis what's his name davis bertrand is that how you say his name bertans, 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 yeah, bertans. He's, he's out too he opted out, but he yeah. opted out completely, like, to come. Yeah. So he, he's not
0: going to get paid.
2: No. Um, but but yeah. Bradley is still going to be part of the circus. He's just not going to complain. So that means he's not afraid of the virus.
0: He's no. Just, he's just, I don't know, being lazy about his uh, – because apparently – and the reason why I'm suspicious of this is because I heard that he apparently first started complaining about his injury, his shoulder, in January. And it's been how many months now? We're getting to August. By the time the league starts, it's practically August. So seven, eight months, you haven't recovered from that shoulder injury. (laughs) It's like you were playing right before the league uh, postponed or suspended play. And suddenly now it's hurting so much that you don't want to play.
1: Alison, what do you think? Yeah, I, I honestly don't remember hearing anything thing about a shoulder injury and I mean around the time of the all-star game I mean didn't hear anything about it then I know he was really disappointed he wasn't chosen but it it kind of reminds me of what Jade said in her lab at last episode when she was talking about Steph Curry with the worst ever hand injury that lasted for like six months Oh, so, I think that I was me
0: who said just, it. <laughs> oh, was, was it? Yeah, um, it was, but, but she did make a very good point in that time. So you're right. I know exactly what you're you're talking about. We were talking so about the this. So maybe this is just.
1: Fine. Yes, maybe this is just a really long, lingering, like very lingering shoulder injury. I mean, I guess it's plausible, right? Yeah. Well.
2: Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's his, What is it? It's his right rotator. cup yeah Yeah.
0: it just kind of reminds me though about because yeah in that that episode we talked about oh with teams we were trying to speculate if teams would would end up finding their players and stuff like that and i i remember at the time being like no i think they're actually gonna be on their side and protect them and i feel like that's exactly what you know is happening yeah so
1: suck anyways (laughs) Hey guys. Um, so Jokic apparently is not yet back in continental North America. He's still in where Serbia or where, uh, I believe it is. I think it's Serbia. So does he have to have negative tests before he's allowed into the States? Like how does all of that work?
0: Um, I believe he has to, uh, I think he has to have a negative test or he has to quarantine for like in terms of the actual government i believe you have to quarantine for 14 days anyway Uh, like separate from the whole NBA thing
2: apparently Uh, he tested negative but then he missed his flight really yeah oh my gosh
0: when he when he lost all that weight he lost his uh (laughs) gray matter oh gosh okay
1: and I guess Landry Shamet is positive too. Landry Shamet. Yeah,
2: well, they're saying that they're, they haven't confirmed that he is, but they're assuming that it's him
1: from the yeah. class.
2: Yeah.
0: And then there was Malcolm Brogdon confirmed it was him. He got, um... Yeah, he has COVID. <sighs> but he's okay, apparently. Yeah, he said he's not having symptoms. So I think the only areas where I'm concerned, to be honest, are, like, when they're actually showing symptoms. Like, Spencer Dinwiddie has been chronicling his his uh you know symptoms on Twitter and talking about he's been in bed all day. Those are the situations where I'm more worried about to be honest. Um but the other players who are kind of symptom free, I'm not so worried about them because I expected a lot of people to a lot of players coming into like pre-bubble to or pre-campus to be tested positive just because like when you look on social media and you just see like they've all been out and not (laughs) social distancing. Like we've seen them doing so many things like no mask, no social distancing. So I expected that. So I'm not really that worried worried in terms of the actual, you know, uh, games functioning or the bubbles lasting, I guess you can say but I am worried about players who are actually getting symptoms because that's, you know, obviously we don't want them to have anything long-term or anything bad to come from that. That's um, right.
2: And especially because like they, I don't know if anybody listens to the daily, but the the podcast on Monday was pretty, um, it was uh, pretty revealing that now they, a lot of doctors think that it is a vascular disease and not just Mm. it can go to any lot many of your organs it's not just your lungs I
0: I heard that I've been hearing also more emphasis on the um longer term effects like people who you know were dealing with it for like three four months you know what I mean so I think it's something serious in that regard so if they are showing symptoms um you know hopefully something too bad. And i even even heard like ones who aren't showing, like people who are asymptomatic, they don't know if they, there's some long-term effect there that we just don't know about. So that is what I am worried about. Um, but let's not get too deep into the scariness of covid <laughs> um, I do wanna talk about Dwight Howard though, because mm-hmm. he opted to finally, he finally opted to play. Everyone was wondering, is he gonna, you know, play? Cause he was one of the people who was vocal about sitting out. And he did agree to play, but then he went on Don Lemon, and some of it just sounded so forced. Like, he, when he was asked why he, he's choosing to play, one of the first things he said was, I'm contractually obligated <laughs> to my team, to the organization. I don't know if it was in that order, but he pretty much, like, if the first thing you say is contractually obligated, it sounds like you might have been pressured, or somebody gave you a lecture, or something. So, what do you guys think of, of Dwight Howard finally opting into the bubble?
2: Well, contractually obligated means when King James has spoken, King James has spoken.
0: <laughs> so, you think it's a situation
2: where literally LeBron called him up, and he's just like, "Man, what do you?" T-? He's like. Oh. We are winning this championship, and you're <laughs> either with me and Anthony Davis and Co, or you're not.
0: <laughs> I mean, well, after Avery Bradley opted out, right? It's like they could not afford to lose someone else. You know, Allison, what
1: do you think? Uh, I think Dwight Howard is a complicated guy, and. I honestly didn't hear rumblings that he wasn't in. So, I mean, it kind of surprised me that he went on, like, CNN and and committed. Like, it kind of makes me wonder about his motivation, I guess.
2: He also did say, I mean, in sort of... Um support of him he did say that he's going to donate the balance of his salary from 2019 to 2020 to the organization that he sort of founded i think in 2015 called breathe again now i don't know exactly what breathe again does but it is a non organization and so i guess we can give him some credit for that
0: but i feel like that is just a I just feel like that's not a cop-out, but I feel like that's, n- like, he just kind of just found something to justify it. You know what I mean? Because he, when, when Don Lemon asked him about his organization, he couldn't even describe what it does. He gave a ouch. Message. yeah, no, he really
2: couldn't. He couldn't describe yeah, and I, even I don't know what it does, like.
0: Yeah, so I feel like I'm happy, though. If it goes to a good cause, that's obviously really great, but, like, I don't I get the feeling he doesn't really want to play like I feel like he's just doing it out of pressure and um you know it's his one chance to win a championship he barely even got a contract this year so you know speaking of though did you guys hear about Joel Embiid and this interview it just came out literally right oh before we recorded.
1: yes yeah. the he's, offense
0: he's like, goes through me oh is that what he <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's not what I was talking about, but that's very interesting. Oh. <laughs> what do you tell me? What did you, what did you hear, Essie? He said that
0: he's disappointed the league decided to restart.
1: Yeah, oh, I saw right? that.
2: I saw yeah, that. It came <laughs> out
0: right, like literally right before we came to record. He said it in a in a conference.
2: But he's but not that, he's not confident that everybody's gonna follow the protocols, aka James Harden. <laughs> yeah,
0: or even his teammate Ben Simmons. I mean. <laughs> um but yeah that was interesting how he was saying he would rather not play but it's his job and so that's why he's
1: coming he's because
0: it's his job
1: but Allison
0: give us more details about what you heard because
1: that's very interesting. you know what I, I honestly in my fog of fatigue from working today I was I think I was reading through Woj's tweets or I can't I honestly can't remember where I saw it but someone had interviewed um Joelle Embiid about the Philly offense and the the quote that I saw was the. The offense has to go through me. So that's kinda like fighting words, I think, almost. I I don't know. I don't think it's a given that their offense goes through him solely.
0: I think it's yeah, I think it's definitely trying to reaffirm that he's the alpha or he's alpha, be, yep. He's trying to be the alpha and Simmons is the beta, I guess. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh but Ben Simmons those two are kind of yeah, he does a lot of playmaking, Ben Simmons, though. So that is a little bit of a. That's like, are you like that's that's weird? I don't know. It's I see why he's saying it, but it's like. I don't know. I feel like Ben Ben. That's a bit of a slight, Ben Simmons. A little.
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's also like another angle on Embiid. Apparently, like he's not. I I think. Allen Iverson had a, had an interview earlier this week and he was sort of similar to Joel Embiid. He was one of those players that really fed off of the crowd. So this whole not playing with a crowd business, cause Embiid is one of those players that really thrives and like feeds off of the crowd energy. And so not having that too, I think he's a little disgruntled about that and like I mean, I'm even curious to know how it's going to be feel for these players to play without people cheering or people, you know, screaming at them, so. Exposed, yep. He's, he's going to be exposed if, yeah. he does, if he
0: doesn't figure out a way to play without fans. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they're, like, their road... See, their road record is so bad, but I haven't been able to figure out if it's because... And by them, I mean Sixers. If it's because they get psyched out by the fans, the opposing fans, or because they need their own fans. Like I can't figure out why they're so bad on the road. Because <sighs> if they get I, psyched I out, I feel like that then it actually would be okay because then they don't have the fans booing them and sagging them out. But if it's a situation where they need their own fans, then yeah, then it's a problem.
1: <laughs> Hopefully it is It'll that. be fun to see Embiid doing the airplane like in front of like empty stands. That'll be, that'll be interesting.
0: Honestly, I am so excited. I can't even describe to you how much I'm taking lemons and making it into lemonade <laughs> with this like no fans thing. I feel like it's going to be like a reality show. Oh, like, we're totally. gonna, <laughs> like we're literally going to be hearing everything they say when they're mad, when they freak out, when they yell at each other. It's going to be awesome to he- be able to hear you know, their reactions, because no fans to drown it out. Whoever does the tape delay, it's, like, they're going to have to be, it's, like, they can't even take a break. They can't even have a dinner break because <laughs> the amount, they're going to have to have their, because, their, you know, there's, like, always a five-second delay or whatever in, on live television. Yeah, it's going to be so interesting to hear the players
2: um, speak. Unless, like, oh. they somehow get, like, the raps get Drake to join as a part of their team and he just trolls everybody oh gosh
0: we would hear what okay. he says too <laughs> yeah.
1: guys can we fully expect that half of that's gonna be bleeped honestly oh like, yeah like 50 percent of it
0: honestly i wouldn't be surprised if they intentionally don't put mics on the nets so that we actually can't right what they say Which yeah if they did i'd be so pissed because they always have mics on the nets and stuff like that. And then to suddenly intense like all of a sudden you can't hear as much. I wouldn't be surprised if they, they play some games like that. <laughs> so that the fans can't hear as much. But I think the um actually we don't know now too, because now that the live commentators are not gonna be there either, they're gonna be broadcasting from like remotely, their mics might not might not even pick it up either. So I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what they end up doing, but it'll be pretty disappointing if we don't get to hear what they say.
1: For sure. Agreed.
0: Um, I think that's pretty much it. Do any of you guys have anything else to say about the players
1: dropping out?
0: Oh, Allison, you do. I too.
1: <laughs> I feel like I'm back at school. I just want to say he's a fan. I'm really sad that we don't get to see Victor Oladipo. I'm a huge fan of him. He's just absolutely dynamic. And I know that he's coming back from that bad. Was it a quad injury? Um, so, yeah, I'm really sad we're not going to be able to see him.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of a bit surprised because I thought he had recovered from that injury. But when I did watch him play the few times I did, he didn't seem quite right yet but yeah. you would th- but you would think after all this time it might have healed but then again they haven't been able to play 5 on 5 so i can see why there's that hesitation there so it's it's disappointing yeah cuz i thought i thought he would be playing so it's uh and they
2: what where is uh their 4th 5th seed right now um that's right fifth. they're going to they're going to get shut out by boston and then it's going to be like a repeat of last year basically
0: Yeah, I think they they would have had a chance. (laughs) (laughs) I felt like they would have had a a chance um, if he was playing, but I don't know. I I don't think, I I think this, now that I'm looking at how things are going and players not being a part of it, I think the first round is going to be more, like at first I thought the sweeps were just going to be one versus eight and two versus seven, but there might be sweeps at that three versus
2: six and four versus five. <laughs> because uh yeah i don't know i would sad. not be betting any money on this playoff is what <laughs> i'm trying to say to people
0: <laughs> it's un- it's gonna be unpredictable it's not gonna be a conventional thing although i will say i'm worried about the raptors because they have a really brutal schedule and i don't want them to lose that spot number two because they go from playing the Nets, who everyone's dropping out, <laughs> to uh, Philly, possibly. So, yeah, I'm worried about that, that regard, but we we'll, we shall see. Hopefully, Milwaukee takes that one game off. Like, you know how when it gets to, like, the, the, like, if you're a team that's already pretty established, you don't have to, like, play as hard. You might throw some games or whatever. I'm hoping Milwaukee does that. Like maybe, like, and they might not want to show us, they might not want to show us any tricks up their sleeve. So I'm hoping, you know, we, we, we have the benefit of, of Milwaukee not playing hard in the game we play against. <laughs> that's terrible. I shouldn't be betting on the other team to do bad instead of us to do, <laughs> but anyway, you know, I, it's a tough schedule, I'm just being realistic. Um, okay, I think that's all we got. Anything else from you guys? No,
2: go Raps.
0: Yeah. Go Raptors. Thank you guys all for listening to uh, the Raptor Queens podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Again, let us know who you think would be the better cook, OG or Surge. I'm curious what you guys think. Also follow us on Instagram. Sonali manages our Instagram and she's always posting really cool stuff. So make sure. Oh my
2: gosh, we forgot to wish Visayu Jiri a happy 50th birthday, ladies.
0: Oh my gosh, I can't believe we did. And you mentioned it right before the podcast too.
2: (laughs) Well, we can end on that note now. (laughs)
0: <laughs> his birthday is today literally as a big 5 I know he looks so young for his age though he looks super young I thought he was like 46 or something I didn't think he was 50 so that is you know amazing for him looks wise and I hope he has a wonderful birthday considering the circumstances so happy birthday Masai Ujiri from the Raptor Queens yeah and if you're listening at home, you can also listen to us on Spotify, Google Podcasts, our podcast, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and also a whole bunch of other uh, platforms have been picking us up lately, like smaller ones that I don't remember the names of right now. So we are all over the place. So make sure you subscribe to us where you can. Other than that, thank you guys for watching. I'm saying watching because I'm looking at them. I meant listening. <laughs> I'm looking at Allison and Sonali on Zoom. <laughs> I meant listening. Thank you guys at home for listening and interact with us online on Twitter on social media. And we will see you guys next time. Oh, see. Oh my God. Why do I keep saying see? I keep saying visual things. We will. <laughs> we will be here next week. Anyway. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.